0: Well, you know, one of the things I, I learned really early on is that um, every time that I would buy a rental property, I, I, I didn't, it didn't fire me up that I was adding like $100 a month of cash flow. Like I think people get it mixed up. They, they think that that's somehow going to change their life, right? It's not the $100 of cash flow. For me, every time I would buy a rental property, I would think to myself that I'm, I'm, I'm owning more of my time and I don't get to cash that in today. It's going to take me 10
1: years or 15 years or 20 years or whatever. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio. Or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, oh, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you one to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola.dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible guest with us today. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? Hola, my friend. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me here today. Absolute pleasure. Let's jump right into it. So tell us who you are, um, what you've been doing, and kind of what you've been doing lately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Greg Cohen. I am here in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida, and I've been investing here since 2006. Um, and 2006 was a pretty interesting time in real estate. There were a lot of people that started in 2006 and uh, a lot of them were gone by 2007 or 2008. You know, I started in 2006 and, uh, with the help of my business partners, two business partners, uh, we started to build this real estate business and we always thought about doing it differently than most out there. When we would go to real estate conferences, most looked at it as a hobby and the realities, anybody who started in 2006 generally was successful because it was hard not to be when the market was on fire back in 2006. Um, and for us, we, we started to do a lot of different things in real estate. You name it, we tried it. Um, we were marginally successful in some. Some, uh, we were not successful at all. Uh, but one of the things that we did was we started to build our own rental property portfolio. And so in the span of about a year and a half, we bought about 40 rental properties. And uh, at that time, I was 23. And my business partners were 23 as well. And uh, you know, through the great recession, when values dropped over 35% uh, and everybody went running for the hills, uh, we looked at what was working in our real estate business. And there was a lot that wasn't working. Um, and we looked at what was working. And it was this rental property portfolio. You know, even though values had dropped over 35%, for us, it really didn't affect us. right? We still kept, kept earning $100, $200 a month in cash flow. And we didn't need to sell the property, so we didn't really care what it said on paper it was worth. It was our retirement plan for the long haul. And so while the rest of the real estate world was on fire um, and you know it was not fun to be a part of, the one thing that was working was its rental property portfolio. So we said, all right, let's take a look at what we're doing well here. And so from there, we started to create the same experience for others. And we started to build our portfolio and create a way where others could actually enjoy building their rental property portfolio even if they weren't a real estate expert, even if they weren't in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's really what our mission has been. You know, our company is JWB Real Estate Capital. And we now get to serve over 1600 clients who invest with us here in Jacksonville. And we're vertically integrated providers. So we do everything for our clients. Uh, They uh, get to invest in this passive income stream. And basically we buy land, we build a new construction house on that property, we put a long-term resident in that home, signs either a two or a three-year lease, and then we do the property management for that property and for that investor for the long haul. And that client just continues to add properties to their portfolio and uh, build up and, and hopefully accomplish their passive income goal. And so that's what we do every single day here at JWB. We, we serve, as I mentioned, over 1,600 clients, manage over 4,500 homes, and have over 750 million in real estate assets under management. So that's what we've been up to
1: lately. Dude. I've been taking notes like a crazy person. So 40 rentals in 2006, today you have 4,500 and you guys are basically vertically integrated. Can you just actually tell us what that is? For those listening who've never heard that term, what what does that mean?
0: You know, I'm so glad you picked up on that term uh, because many people aren't aware of how important it is to work with a vertically integrated provider if you truly want to be passive in this investment. You know, we hear the term turnkey a lot. And turnkey can have different meanings for different companies. Usually it's biased for whatever that company does. That they'll say that's the definition of turnkey. Um, for me, turnkey is a really important threshold to get to. And turnkey really means that that company buys the property, does the renovation, and actually does the property management. And it's all in house. There aren't multiple companies that come together under one salesperson. Uh, it's all one company in one house. That's really what a turnkey experience should be. But there's a whole nother threshold. And that's what a vertically integrated company does. Because where a turnkey company stops short is a turnkey company is here to solve the problems of today for you with your rental property portfolio. They're here to get the resident in. They're there to produce a return on investment for you today. They're, They're there to do the property management well. They're there to sell you properties today. But where they fall short is that they're not thinking about the long-term problems and opportunities for you as a real estate investor. And the reality is that the way to win in owning rental properties is to buy and hold for a full market cycle. That's where you get to take advantage of all five profit centers is when you buy and hold for a full market cycle. And so a vertically integrated company is one that makes investments years, sometimes decades in advance to acquire land to make sure that you always have inventory for you to be able to continue your buying plan. Vertically integrated company is one that is very active in the social, economic, political environment in your market to make sure they see where opportunities are going to be. Uh, They are also really active in helping to raise median incomes in your environment, in your local economy there, because people don't realize, but if you invest in a city and there aren't jobs going there and incomes aren't rising, Ultimately, as real estate investors, our return on investment has a cap on it because if incomes don't rise, values can't rise. And so a vertically integrated provider is one who knows what those opportunities are, who knows where to invest, who knows where to put your investments, who's active in the local economy and really an active participant in raising median incomes and really solving the problems of 10 to 20 years from now, which is what your long-term hold should be. For your rental property portfolio,
1: said thank you so much for that detailed um, answer. In the beginning, you said that you chose your partners, um, so I think I want to kind of touch on that a little bit because having partners could be, um, you know, a very very good thing and sometimes not not so good. So how do you choose partners? And I used I used it with those partners.
0: Yes, I have three business partners. Um, I started with. My first business partner was my best friend since high school, actually, and we went to college together and we partnered up um, and, and started the company within six months, found our uh, uh, my next business partner. And then um, in 2010, we took on our my third business partner. So there's four of us that own JWB.
1: Fantastic. So what would you say to somebody who is thinking, hey, I don't think I can do this by myself. I need someone to help me on this journey, on my real estate investing journey? How can they find the right partners? What has worked for you?
0: Well, I don't think you need a partner in this business to be successful. I think if you are blessed to have a partner uh, and your goals are aligned and your core values are aligned and you're at the right place in life where your priorities are genuine, generally aligned, then having partners makes this so much more fun. Uh, but it's not required. And it's like, it's almost like a marriage. You know, I I think, you know, before you get married, you're going to make sure you know everything about that person, uh, because you're going to make an incredible commitment to that person. It's clearly not on that same level here. But in business, it's the closest thing you, you can get and it should be treated similar, right? You should understand exactly how that person thinks in stressful situations and non stressful situations, just kind of Play out those scenarios because I can tell you, especially starting a new business, we were like every new business that starts. We had massive failures. We lost money early on in our business. It tested our mettle. Um, But I remember those times. And As I look back at those times with my business partners, we look back and smile because um, those were some of the times that forged our partnership in a way that no other challenges were going to. And It tested our ability to be great partners. Um, and we never lost faith in ourselves and, and never lost that positive, cohesive team spirit between the four of us. Um, so what I would say is, is, you know, keep keep your eyes and ears open. Start with trust. Right. Start with those people that you trust, that you have similar interests in and start to explore that. But don't rush into it. And certainly don't feel like you have to. If there is anything that is telling you you're doing it because you feel like you have to. it's Probably not a good partnership.
1: So you also mentioned you were 23 years old when you started your company and in about 1.5 years, you guys scaled up to like 40 rentals. If I'm 23 right now and I'm listening to this conversation, I mean, how the heck do I do that?
0: Well, you know, one of the things I, I learned really early on is that um, every time that I would buy a rental property, I, I, I didn't, it didn't fire me up that I was adding like $100 a month of cash flow. Like, I think people get it mixed up. They, they think that that's somehow going to change their life, right? It's not the $100 of cash flow. For me, every time I would buy a rental property, I would think to myself that I'm, I'm, I'm owning more of my time and I don't get to cash that in today. It's going to take me 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or whatever it is, but every rental property I was buying, I was buying more of my time because I'm buying an income stream. And and so when I realized that it was my job just to acquire these assets and the younger I could do it, the more beneficial it would be because it would get better and better with time. I said, all right, well, then I have to figure out how to own these assets, acquire these assets. And I don't have money to do it. I was 23. I don't come from a real estate family. I don't come from family wealth. And so my business partners and I said, okay, well, how can we construct this? How can we create a way where we can actually use smart debt to our advantage so that we can acquire these assets. And so that's what we did. We, we became very good at borrowing money from private individuals, became very good at understanding how banks would lend on rental properties for us uh, so that we could get great long-term rates. And we started to acquire So that's kind of general of what we did. Specifically what we do, Ola, we would go out there and we would find undervalued properties because again, I'm an active investor, right? This doesn't work for the passive side, which is what our clients are looking for. But in the beginning, I was active. And so I would go out there and find undervalued properties. I would find a private lender to lend me the money to do the purchase and the renovation. Once that property was fully renovated, I would then go to a bank and I would say, hey, bank, can you give me a new loan? where I would get great interest rates and long term debt at maybe 30 years and you know maybe 5% rate or whatever it was and then I would use that bank's money to refinance out that private lender who I was probably paying 10% debt for and uh, once I did that I returned that money to that private lender I then had this property which had great financing on it it was kicking out $100 a month it was that asset now that is adding to my time ownership and then I would do the process again. I went right back to that private lender who just got paid back and made 10% on their money and said, Hey, we got another one here. And they'd say, Sure, let's go ahead and do this. And that same process was repeated over and over and over again.
1: I love it. I was like, just I was talking with you because I've I've done it before. And yeah, so it just makes it makes so much sense. Um, I liked what you said in the beginning. You were like, you guys, you know, were trying to figure out what was working and what wasn't working. I think that you know, it's so huge, just having that self-awareness, you know, as a business person to really take a step back and really understand, take a helicopter look look in your business. Um, You know, you don't have to go through every single one of them, but what are the things that really stuck out to you in the beginning that was working and was not working for those that are maybe in that stage in their business or about to get into that stage so they can recognize it pretty quickly. Oh, I remember, you know, Greg mentioning this. So what are some of those things? Well, one
0: of the benefits of going through that process in 2007 through 2010 or whatever it was um, it was really clear what wasn't working <laughs> because the market was falling 35%. So the first thing that we looked at is where are we losing a bunch of money and uh, we were like oh my goodness this is this is uh, this is painful right We had to look at those properties and realize that we made bad decisions and then the market, went in a way that we didn't understand and anticipate was going to happen. We had to cut our losses. So we took big losses. Um, but be- beyond that, I-, I think, you know, it's not normally going to, most people right now are in a place where values are higher than what they expected versus what what we experienced at that time. So you might not be as visibly shocked as we were. Um, but the biggest thing for us was we combined our um, experience of losing money and also looked at what was occupying the most time in our meetings. And we were losing the most money by flipping houses, by wholesaling houses, by seller financing, by short-term, anything we were doing, we were losing money at that time. And it was occupying probably 80% of our time as well, 80% of our decisions. And so we looked at that and we said, oh my goodness, the thing that is actually working was the rental property portfolio. And we spent almost no time actually managing that. And we're like, wow, we've got something here. So what I would recommend for others who might be in a similar place in their business and maybe it's not working is of course look at the financials, but also think about what percentage of your time is occupied by that activity. And if you have something that maybe it's not earning as much money, but it's requiring very little time and just seems to be working, maybe start to put the gas on that thing and see if you can take it from zero to 100 miles an hour.
1: I love it. I love it. I love you so much. Um, Kind of final question here, um, kind of a little bit back going into vertical integration. You actually buy land. So that's like, it doesn't get raw. It doesn't get any raw than, than this. You buy land, build, place a tenant, old, long-term. Fascinating. I've never heard, you know, any investor do that, actually. They kind of start from just buying a home that is built by a developer or whatever. But you guys are actually going all the way to the beginning to, to raw land. Why that step? And um, have you found out that that's kind of like your winning strategy or secret recipe? It's just kind of fascinating to me.
0: You know, it is, it is something that many people are, are shocked that you can do, that you can build new construction properties and rent them out and produce this income. Uh, but you wouldn't believe this, all that We've been doing this since 2011. The, the uh, Wall Street Journal actually profiled us in 2011 as being a pioneer in the build to rent space. Many people today have heard of build to rent. It's a little bit more of common knowledge. Now, actually, the big private equity firms in Wall Street are actually uh, investing in build to rent. Um, but yeah, we started in 2011. And again, going back in 2011, we were just coming out of the Great Recession. For us, we looked at it and we said, oh my goodness, right? At that point, we were buying properties and then renovating them like most people do today. And we said, you know what? At that point, land was so cheap because nobody was building. Labor and materials were so cheap because nobody was building. And we said, I wonder if we could buy a piece of land and then build a house and be into that land, in, into that project for the same amount as a renovated property. And so we tried it. Our first project was about 40 properties that we did. We built um, in, here in Jacksonville. And we were like, wow, we can do this. And then we started to see the benefits for a resident, right? At the end of the day in rental properties, everything comes down to having a long-term resident, keeping them happy. And of course, keeping the rent coming in. And like, how cool was it so that a resident could rent a brand new home? I remember when I was renting a home in college and soon after, I was never able to rent a brand new home. Um, And so the resident would win, the client would win because they'd have lower maintenance and vacancy costs right? That's the name of the game. We're trying to increase rentership to decrease maintenance and vacancy costs. So the the owner wins. And then of course, if we do that well enough, our company would win in the background. So it started in 2011. We have continued to ramp that up uh, every year. Um, Last year, we completed about 250 new home builds. This year, we are going to complete 600 new home builds. And so for our overall portfolio, we still do renovations when the market opportunity exists. Market opportunity for renovated homes right now is very small because prices have gone up so much. So new builds and and new construction for us is a huge part of our portfolio. You know, over 75% of our inventory is actually brand new construction. And even though I love both new constructions and renovations, it's just that opportunity right now because not enough people are building land in the vertically integrated, vertically integrated space where they can sell it as a passive income stream.
1: Wow. Love it. I wish I can keep going on and just hearing more of you, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir?
0: I'll do my best.
1: (laughs) First question. What makes you Greg unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl?
0: This vertically integrated concept is something that you're not going to find in other companies in our space, Uh, and for us, it is much more than just buying, selling, renting property management. It's about how can I produce the best risk-adjusted return on investment for you when you give your money to me, return it to you in 10 or 20 years. You've got to find a company that is a lot more than just the here and now to be successful to do that.
1: Second question, what was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing that you picked up from that
0: book? You know, I actually was just sick last week. And I picked up a book that I hadn't read since high school. It's 1984. That book is crazy if you haven't read that book in 20 plus years. Um, and after that book, it's, oh man, I was man, it really shook me to my core again. But the thing that I picked up is... Is to be aware of what is going on and to not use apathy as an excuse. Uh, whether that is what's going on politically, economically, socially, to be aware, um, I think that's pretty important.
1: And the book is um, titled "1984." 1984. Mm-hmm.
0: 1984 by George Orwell.
1: Okay, Final question: You've got you know all these clients, 1600 clients. You got ten to. You got your business. You got your partners. You got your family. What do you do for fun?
0: You know, I've got a beautiful wife and two amazing kids. They're nine and seven. So my fun is wrapped along with my family. Um, I get to coach their basketball teams and baseball teams and lacrosse. And so I'm, I'm a, I'm a coach, and I love that. And that's where I am, my, my place in my life right now. Um, if I'm just thinking personally, what do I do for fun? I love to go golfing. I love to go on these golfing trips with my friends. We've been to Bandon Dunes and to Ireland, and we got another one coming up in Phoenix here uh, in a couple of weeks here. So I usually get out uh, on one or two of those a year, and and that's kind of my that's kind of my meditation time.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, Greg, this has been really, really, really good. Really appreciate your time. If there's somebody listening thinking, I want to get connected, you know, JWB or, or you, I can we'll reach out, find out more about you. Maybe mention your podcast too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ola, thanks so much for the opportunity to be here. If, if uh, folks would like to learn more about JWB, you can go to jwbmakesiteasy.com, jwbmakesiteasy.com. You can see available inventory, get familiar with our return on investment, prices, uh, properties, all that good stuff. And if you'd like to follow me a little bit more, we do our own show called the Not Your Average Investor Show. And we go live every Tuesday and Thursday at 1230 Eastern. If you'd like to join the live audience, you can uh, register at nyais.com, nyais.com, or just find us on a podcast, wherever you find
1: your podcasts. Perfect. Really, really appreciate you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, Rolla. Thanks so much. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellas. Joe talks to influential thought leaders who share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.